Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Good. I'm super excited for January talking about our relationship with our bodies. I loved Kelly and I just interviewed Jessica Medellin. And she has an awesome book called The First Moon Manual. I'm really excited about what's coming up. Yeah, we have some great stuff coming up in the new year. I think we always try to be thoughtful about the types of things we want to be talking about, especially coming into a new year. Yes. And I also am getting my hair colored today. You are blonder than I am, but I feel like I need to go faster and faster recently. A lot of grays. Oh, for sure. Okay. I attribute it to the mom tutoring test prep high school admissions Uh, process in Chicago, many sleepless nights on that situation. And for whatever reason, I feel like it's been a little more hectic the last couple of weeks. So I need a refresh. There is this product. I will send it to you and I'll post it in the link here. But anybody who needs some root coverage, my hairdresser, I say hairdresser. Is that so like Gen X thing to say? Yeah. Gen X. No, I think it's baby boomer girl. Oh, it's no. stylist. It's your stylist. I would okay. say. She sent me, she is amazing about, um, she does a lot of wedding hair and she does a lot of special event hair. And so she knows all the tips and tricks. And she's from Selena, my girl, Ashley. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes mm-hmm. she listens to the podcast. If you are, Ashley, I love you. You're amazing. Okay, she always is telling me the hair fiber powder, all the things that she's always giving me tips. But this one, Ceviche, mm-hmm. okay, it's on Amazon. It's $10. It's $10. It's a powder. It's a powder, and it comes with this, this applique, which is, if you can see here, it's like a foamy sponge. Oh, here's a better picture of it. Um, and so, Did you get it? Yeah, yeah, I use it. I swear by it. It's amazing. Keep it's going. great. It says full hair instantly, and it covers all the grays. And it also makes your hair look fuller a little bit, too. There's multiple colors. I love L'Oreal Paris Magic Root Cover-Up. Oh, yeah. How is that stuff? Really great. It's a spray. And I got mom into it. And for a while, Costco and Sam's Club were selling it in, like, packs of three. And I feel like it almost is, like, a little bit of a dry shampoo. Yes. And I feel like it lasts. It doesn't, like, rub. Now, if you put your hand all over it, it will rub on your hand. It doesn't get on my pillow or anything. And so, like... I wash my hair every other day. And so if I spray it the day I wash my hair, the next day, I don't need to put my root touch up. It stays. Yes. Like two full days. And it's around $11. You can find it at Target or your grocery stores or whatever. But I love that one too. But I haven't been using it because I've been really good at getting in. 
because I was using that because I was like not caring for myself and it'd be like three months between mm-hmm. getting my hair done. But now I bring my legend planner to my hair appointment. I make one immediately. And I used to be able to go six, seven weeks. And now I think I need to go like four or five weeks. It's hit or miss with me. Yeah. My girlfriend, Allison, colors my hair and she always is amazing. And so we're I'm always going back between foil and balayage and full color, partial highlights, like all the things all the time. So every but time you go, you're doing a whole thing. You're not just doing your roots? I No, sometimes I'll just do a root touch up. Okay. Yeah. I think this time I'll do... A root touch up. Yeah. So we'll see. I do roots all the time and then I'll do highlights twice a year. I like the ombre look where I have dark roots and lighter hair, but maybe that's going out. We'll have to look at like what's coming for 2024 hairstyles, but I I like the The ombre look. I feel like it's anything goes. Mm -hmm. The benefit of the ombre and also balayage, even though balayage is more expensive Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. artistic. They don't go all the way to the root. And the benefit of that is that you can let your roots grow out a little bit and it doesn't look so dramatic. Yeah, they just paint it on. It's just like a clay. It's supposed to be a more natural. But I have a big chunk of blonde in the front that I try to maintain. Yeah. The benefit of one of my best friends doing it is people were asking for a biolage a long time ago and she had never done it before. So she's like, she'll try new things on me and then I don't have to pay her. You know what I mean? Oh, "Oh, I got to try this out. So I might mess up on your hair. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, cool. Nice. But yeah. And how are you feeling? So I know we talked about this before, but just to summarize, Chicago's psycho. And if you don't want to go to the school you're zoned for, which most people don't, it's an insane application process that to me seems more stressful than college because it's much more limited spots. And And so Wes took the big test. He got his results. He'll know if he gets in March. And then he also took the test for the Catholic Catholic schools. Which is a completely separate test. All of this, but you won't know any of it until March. The Catholic schools is February 1st. Oh, February 1st. And the principal at the school the kids are at, her, her son's also an eighth grader. And she likens this process to Hunger Games. Which I really appreciate. Like it yeah. is, it's very challenging. I can't take it, Kelly, for you. I can't take it for you. It's it's designed to cater to the smartest of the smarts of those people who test really well and get 98 percentile on standardized tests to get into these schools, especially the public. The good Which public is not schools. where colleges aren't even doing that anymore. And it's also not where my child is. His strengths and, are. Yeah, some kids don't and test it's well. Really and it's really hard nothing to, to do with intelligence or anything. And, and it's so hard for him because he feels inadequate. He feels yeah. dumb. And I'm like, you have straight A's. And this is a test. This is ridiculous. Like, you are not dumb. Yeah. So it just is all very screwed up and backwards. It's been nine months of test prep. And we have four or five test prep books for the high school Catholic school test. But yeah, we are past this. We have to complete the application process online for the Catholic schools, but everything will be fine. It's just been really stressful and nerve wracking. And I know a lot of other parents. And the other part too, that's really messed up about it, Jess, is there are people who, whose kids live in different neighborhoods who are more likely to get in and maybe have different test scores, even lower test scores than my son. So everyone feels weird. I think people feel guilty if their kids get in. People feel mm. inadequate if their kids don't get in. So nobody talks because everyone is afraid to A, be vulnerable and to feel judged, but also to feel like other people are going to be mad about yeah. where their kid is because it's, right. everyone wants the best for their kid. And I think right. it's really hard when you're in a situation where you can't, you can't give them that. 
But I also, let's define best. And if we were to pull back a little bit, I want to Well, it's what in, you think is best at the, in the moment. Well, it I may not be a longer term what you our think. Our book club book, because you did not read, finish it yet. But our book club book for December. Together is better. This by story. I want you to think about this story. Are you ready, Kelly? Listeners, there is an old story about a Chinese farmer whose horse escaped into the hills. When the neighbors expressed their sympathy for his bad luck, he told them, bad luck? Good luck? Who knows? Soon, the horse returned with a herd of wild horses from the hills. When his neighbors congratulated the farmer on his good luck, he told them, good luck? Bad luck? Who knows? The farmer's son worked to break the horses and instead fell and broke his leg. When the neighbors expressed their sympathy for his bad luck, he said, bad luck? Good luck? Who knows? While the sun was healing, the army arrived and officers conscripted every able-bodied young man in the village. Since his son was not taken, his neighbors congratulated the farmer on his good luck. He told them good luck, bad luck, who knows? Life is not a single scene and it's a whole movie that must play out. So you know what I'm saying? Like mm. when we're like, oh, West didn't get into this school. I'm sorry for your bad luck. Bad luck? Good luck? Who knows? Yes. Because yes. it's a yes, series absolutely. of moments. And you're going to look back and be like, oh, thank God he didn't go to blah, blah, because look at how it all played out. So we got to pull back at that bigger picture and not get so into this little tiny baby. 100%. It's hard to do that. But when you're in the moment, I 100% agree. Even Oprah always said you are where you need to be. It's part of that the process of that journey so that you are more grateful and you gain perspective in those moments. And I would like to think that the stress and anxiety and sleepless nights I have are going to pay off in the longer run, knowing that we did everything we could to have this work out to be the best possible scenario for Wes. And it, it will be. You don't it need to have regrets. You don't have you don't need to have regrets. Yes. Correct. Because you tried everything. I had to sleepless nights and agonize over decisions to know I'm making the right decision. And so I know I, I feel good about my decisions now. I want to talk a minute about school and how obsessed I am. With dress code. Yeah. Dress coded. Yes. It happened again. Now I'm making this story up in my head. Okay. I'm so upset I could cry. Okay. Not about my children, but okay. It's fucking spirit week. And kids do get dress coded on spirit week. And to me, that's bullshit. So today is Grinch Day. It says dress head to toe in green. What does that mean, Kelly? Okay. Who has green everything? You need Yesterday to have a was pajama costume. day. Mm. So I saw a girl wearing a green hoodie <clears throat> and pajama pants. And the pajama pants look patchwork and they had green on them. And they go to the school gate. You watch them go to the gate and then people get stopped and then they have to go to the office. So they walk all along beside where I'm driving in car loop. And I see this girl walking. And I saw a green hoodie and I'm like, she's just walking. Some kids just walk that path. Then I see a group of people surround her and one of them is like wiping her tears. And she's wiping her tears. And I'm like, if that girl was turned away from the gate because she was dress coded. What is the point, people? What are you doing? Are, do you realize how you're starting someone's day? Are you serious? And if it's because she was wearing pajama pants. And then I saw these two kids and they were wearing like Grinch pajama pants that were not green, but they had Grinch faces on them. So is that dress head to toe green Grinch day? Like to me, when you have a spirit week, that is so up to interpretation, right? So they're wearing green and the sibling was wearing like a green Grinch pajama set. 
So what's green? Maybe she wasn't dress coded. I created the story in my mind. I think let's pretend she was. And if (laughs) you were her mother, they would hear from you. I think just the idea of shaming around. Yes. They're wearing. Yes. It just reminds me of how pissed I am that kids walk to school, get dress coded and are sent to the front office to start their day. What is that? Is that compassion that, and human? So maybe you, so the, the Catholic school that Wes was applying to, they, they removed the skirts from the girls' uniform. Girls have to wear pants. Mm-hmm. And from what you're saying, although, because it sounds ridiculous to me and it was very annoying, even though my, I don't have any girls, so it doesn't matter to me because I feel like as a girl, you should have flexibility to wear whatever you want. I, I'm um, sorry. I think as a human. Fair enough. If guys want to wear a fucking skirt, I don't give a shit. Wear a skirt. Good for you. The end. I don't so, care. Yeah. I, How were you identifying? Whatever fully you want to wear. I agree with you. I have a feeling. I don't care. What happened was that they, that it was too much of the skirts were short and long and different things. And they had to like, it was too much management of what was happening. And it did, then it would put, you know, would it put teachers in a position that would have to dress code somebody. Yeah. And that all gets very dicey. So I think it's, it's like, just how do you remove that from the equation? I think then? it's uninformed to me. It's just uninformed to put a gender to it. And there was a school. Gabby was looking at our Catholic high school and the uniform policy was gendered. And I'm just like, people, it's just not where I think our society is moving. So like it said, boys, haircut this way, girl. And that's just not culturally informed. And it's not informed on in what's have, happening. But if you you're associating religion is. Many religious institutions are by far the most conservative. Right. Um, I do have we do I do have a friend whose son wanted to wear a skirt and really wants to identify as a female, and they had to leave the Catholic school because yeah. the Catholic school basically was like, we can't help you anymore. No, I okay. So I, I understand, which I think is crap. If you are choosing a school and the school has a dress code or whatever, and and you chose that school and you've got to make a decision. However, I'm just saying here. If you're this, the best school in the state of Nevada, let's get informed about things. And to me, that's a little archaic. What because does that say if you're an academic institute? Yeah, ours is not charter. a gendered policy. Yeah, I'm talking about the whole boys have short hair, girls wear skirts, uniform policies, which I've seen before. I just that's really uneducated and uninformed. So then I'm like, how great are you academically? We talk about it all the time, but it's so five years ago. Are you guys reading the latest articles? Are you guys looking at what people are saying about dress codes, how they unfairly target girls, unfairly target body types? Just research and academic institutions are saying these aren't good for our kids. So like, where are you in that then? But maybe the girl's nose was bleeding. I think like, oh, you should go to the office. <laughs> I think I've you have to, this, story. this is where <laughs> you have to reassess what your values are and match what your value system is with where you want your kids to go to school. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Some yeah. people do believe in those things, Jess. Some people really want to stay extremely conservative and extremely traditional in the roles of how things were defined in the Bible 2000 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So. Good luck to you. Um, yeah. Can always those, be merchants and carpenters. <laughs> totally fine. So. My only job options. <laughs> I'm thinking about there are a lot of merchants. I think I am a merchant. I don't know. It's just an Again, entrepreneur. Like, yeah. So let's get back to the holidays. We bought a real Christmas tree. 
I'm excited to have a real Christmas tree. We have not had a real Christmas tree in over 12 years. We bought a, we had these really high ceilings in our old place, like 14 foot ceilings. We had a 12 foot tall skinny tree that like, it was amazing. And it would like, it was along the window. I probably took pictures of it and would send you. And I would get texts from friends being like, we see your tree. Cause it was just like huge. And it was in this, we have this huge rotunda window situation, in our old condo. And so when we would do move to this house, we've been limping along with that tree, but it's, Wait, it's oh, tall. is it breaking or is it too tall? It's too tall. So we took out, we put it in a really tall area the first year, but now that is impeding upon our ability to watch television in that room, mm-hmm. which we didn't have before. And then we took a segment out last year, which kind of looked like an odd shaped body tree because yeah. it was like, it was skinny. And then we took a segment out and then it was like the tip. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, why don't we, the thing is those trees are huge. I, well, the newer ones I think are really compact, but artificial trees take up a fair amount of space. Have you seen this video this woman posted? And she was like, this was a really big thing on social media a few years ago. And I'm surprised people aren't talking about it. And she was at her parents' house and it was a tree. Let's say it was like a tree stand like on wheels. And let's say it was like three and a half foot high and covered. And she takes the covering off. She sticks another part on top of the tree, holds her remote and pushes a button. And the tree goes up and turns taller and the branches fluff out. And she was like, my parents have had this for five or six years. I don't know if people are talking about it. It's when you don't have a lot of space to store your tree. So the tree like just stays on wheels. You put a cover on it and stick it in the closet. My in-laws need that. They just And then she tree. like fluffs it and everything. But where do you I find think about that? They must not have How it. many times, I'll send it to you, but how many times I almost died putting the tip on my 12-foot artificial tree. Mm-hmm. But... We, our artificial tree was so big, the diameter was like five or six feet, but we got the air hockey table in that room. So same thing. We don't have a place to put it. And then last year it was like broken and I was like, I was over it. And so we're back to just doing like a real tree. You have nothing to store. It goes into a wood chipper to be fertilizer. But I did go crazy. Not crazy, but I bought a second Christmas tree to have in our house this year, Kelly. And it was on a whim and I was at Target trying to kill time. I forgot what was happening in my life, but I was waiting to get the kids or something. Where they had this little trio of trees that were like three little, like little three foot, a two foot, a one foot. I'm like, oh, that would be so cute where our stairway turns. And then I was like, look at this skinny little tree. And they were like a hundred dollars. And then I look and Walmart had one for 25. And I want, because the front room is where we used to have our tree, but there's mm-hmm. no space for it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like when you walk in our house, I want it to feel more Christmassy. So I got a skinny little artificial tree. It's not even How like How tall is it? High five feet oh that's cute it's really cute and then the box that fits in is super small so it won't be very much to store but that was cute but i yeah, love we that get that is cute no i'm excited to have a real tree it smells good and it smells good gotta keep it yeah. alive yeah the it way the seems tree put together yeah it, it like just it seems like you it goes from oh it's way too early to put up your tree to be like oh my gosh christmas is in five days i, know. I don't have decorations out or whatever yeah it's weird Yes. The last thing I want to talk about, psycho kids school. I think I've talked on the podcast, but our my daughter Gabriella wants to play collegiate softball. And she's 15. In the sport world, you start recruiting yourself as a freshman. And she's been emailing colleges, but a D1 and D2 colleges cannot talk to you about recruitment until September 1st of your junior year. And she's only a sophomore. So we had a, a showcase. She plays for an 18U team. And I was just really excited. Uh, it was exciting. She went to a camp and there were a few colleges there that were watching her because of her emails. And so that's really cool. And they 
D3s can talk to her. And there's also the NAIA conference. And so she got a lot of emails. And so it was like, you're just sending emails out to cyberspace, not knowing if anybody's getting anything. And then to to start getting feedback, it's okay. Like this is happening. This is going to happen for her. And that's really exciting, right? To watch your child start playing a sport at seven and having dreams and then seeing that kind of re- realize that can really happen. Yeah. I mean, how do you know if it happens or not? Like you, you don't know. It's, I think it's exciting in that if she wants to play, there will be yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And yeah. I am excited for her for that. I think yeah. if she wants to play in college, it would be a really she does. awesome experience. And right. so I'm also following in your footsteps and prepping for Wes on these things. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to him getting started going. On so this. He for, hasn't even so, yeah. done anything baseball-wise for mm-hmm. two months. So we have here, which might be something to look up for him. In Las Vegas, right, we play club ball, travel ball year-round. And then when you play high school, if you have an older team, your high school, what they do is they go dark. That's right. Yep. So her club team will not play. The state of Nevada does not allow you as a high school player to play club ball and high school ball at the same time. It does not allow you to do that. Yep. So you switch, same you play here. high school ball. High school ball is not the same Yes, there are good teams, but basically, if you think about it, a club ball team is going to be the very best players and a high school team is going to be a smattering of whoever the heck randomly has to be in that high school, right? So some high schools luckily have 15 club ball players and some high schools have three. It depends on the year. It depends on what's happening in that school. So it's very spotty and the rigor of practice And the intensity, particularly, I only am speaking of girls softball, is not the same. And a lot of people regress and we're looking at how do we keep up that level? And so here they're called D1 training camps. And so there are all these gyms around where you go and do workouts specifically to your sport. Yeah. And there is a girl that Gabby plays with who took a little bit of time off last year and then joined. And and so there's a little bit of regression, but she joined that D1 training camp and she is incredible. She's doing amazing. And you just see her speed, her agility, her strength happening. That might be something to, to look out for Wes because you guys aren't able to play year round. But my thing is, I don't know if you do this. I think a lot of us do this with everything where it's, we could spend all this money and they're like, I could do that myself, right? With anything, with cooking, cocktails, home improvements, whatever. You're like, oh, that's $5,000. I can tell the bathroom floor or whatever it is. And so it's you can look up D1. You can look up training. There are coaches all over YouTube giving you workouts. Yeah, that's you can right. do workouts, but is your kid going to do it? And exactly. so Having but if that I pay a lot of money and drop her off at the door of the gym and there's someone that like makes her do it. And yeah. so that's what we're balancing. Is it like telling your kid, hey, you need to be doing these workouts or is it like having someone guide them? I think for all of us, we need accountability. That's why I go to a Pilates studio where you get charged if you don't show up. I need someone to force me yeah. to go to the gym because I always have something else to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's what we're looking at. And that might be yeah. something cool that well, uh, we're already was... looking at getting a trainer. I think that'll be the yeah. next step here just to keep active. It's so bananas. Can you even imagine when we moved here, our neighbor's daughter was a, a pitcher and a softball pitcher and they're like oh she's gonna play in college and they're like oh we have a pitching coach and a batting coach and I was like what the hell is the matter with these people you have a pitching coach 
back in 1995, we played in a field with a stick. And <laughs> what do people have these coaches for? This is just ridiculous. And then cut to me 15 years later. The thing the is, is that just, well, I think there's a balance with your kid, but giving them the opportunity to be the best, what I find is that if your yeah. kid really loves a sport, right, and you have them get the personal attention, when they're on a team, they're not getting a lot of personal attention. They just need to show up and play. Sure, they'll catch things here and there during practice, but having that one-on-one support in addition to that, especially if your kid loves a sport, but yeah. maybe isn't the best of the best. Or, right. And if they are, the best chance of they're doing a lot of stuff on their own. Because realistically, the better kids are the kids who put the work in. Dominic is on the tee every day. And this one kid, did I tell you this? Was like, Dominic, you're so good. What are you doing? What are you doing? I want to do, Dom, what are you doing? And Dominic's like, I am at the tee. That boy is outside. Hit it. You just hit it. You hear it. the tee, the tee. Justin got him this new thing. I forget what it's called. It's a very heavy bat. Mm-hmm. Forget what it's called. It's a special thing. Swinging. Hour and a half, two hours every night. We have a gym. Not one person has told Dominic, you should work out. Now he goes to the gym and works out and lifts weights. So you're right. There is intrinsic motivation. However, I think a great lesson, your child tells you, I have this goal. I want to be a kind of parent that listens and is supportive in a way that I can be supportive. But I think what a lesson for all of us, we can ask for help, right? If you and I have a problem, we get a book, we listen to a podcast, we go to YouTube, we get a therapist, Mm -hmm. we get Mm -hmm. a life coach. So it's teaching them, hey, sometimes we need to ask for help and guidance to learn how to do something. It's okay to ask for help and to get some expertise. Yep. Yeah, I think that's It's like on a soapbox there. I went off for a minute. No, I agree, though. I think it's about if you really want to do something, do it well. Yeah too. Yeah. So. And you, and sometimes you need support and to reach out to experts. Yeah. As we wind down mom talk, what are you doing to care for yourself during the holidays and how are you keeping it simple? Right now I'm keeping it simple with no decorating. Yeah. <laughs> I want to add some Who things, cares? but I think yeah. last year we hosted Christmas Eve for Brian's family. And so I think we went quite bananas to make our house very Clark Griswoldy, mm-hmm. And I think this year we might do a little bit more of a muted type of decoration, yeah. not as much than we did previously, but we'll get there. We'll get there slowly. And maybe that's part yeah. of this too. I think what I'm doing for self-care is not trying to stress about having yeah. to get a bunch of stuff done right. in a short amount of time and really trying to each week figure out what is it that I want to tackle. Also, figure out what holiday activities we want to do. So Wes has a friend, by the way that is going to be staying with us for five days before Christmas break because his parents are going on a trip and they didn't want him to miss school. So he's staying with us. So I have, I'll have three kids for five days. And so I want to do some really fun stuff then. And I actually want to have, because of that too, it's I want to get a lot of stuff done so I can like really have a fun time when we have this visitor. Yeah. What did you decide with Dom and the baseball stuff? Is he going on that camp? He is. We're okay. going December. I think we need to get the details. It's it's a little, I, I don't know. I Vague. I don't know how people don't, yeah, have more details. But basically, it's the 27th through the 30th. Okay. So it will be Giovanni's birthday. So anyway, I'll have to find people that now that I'm talking to you, watch our animals for that. Travel is what causes a lot of stress for me. It's not being gone. It's Like returning on having to put your stuff away and your suitcases and all of that. I just feel like, why are you smiling at me? I think it's stressful. I travel in general 
is stressful. And I think there are ways that we probably could reduce stress when we travel. Yeah. And I can keep it simple packing. I can keep it simple getting there. Like for the Martin Christmas, I just did money for all the kids at the end, just going to the bank at the end. But I think the, yeah, the packing. And then it's like you get back on a Sunday night and there's not a buffer, right? Because this isn't a vacation I'm planning. This is someone else's schedule. And so... Anyways, you should book whatever. a 7 a.m. flight like I did. And then, <laughs> then I, but I'm trying to, yeah, take it as it come. And I'm like, I'm simplifying things. Like I have the reel where I just bought all the teachers. I bought 24 boxes of popcorn. I made a label. I'm giving all the teachers the same thing at the end. So that's how I've simplified. I'm getting into my Pilates, my yoga. I'm getting my walk-in. I'm really prioritizing sleep, hydration. We had that interview and she was like, oh, you girls look so much younger than me. And I'm like, <laughs> It's all that water we drink, Kelly. Is that it? I was like, I don't really know. I take them. Kelly, you, let's look, ladies and gentlemen and our non-binary friends. Listen, accept those compliments. Take them. Love yourself. Yes. Yes. Anything else you want to touch on today? I think reiterating for the holiday season for anyone who is listening is to continue to prioritize self-care and time with friends to connect during this time. I think it's a really special time of year to do that, even though hopefully you're doing it all year round. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.